and welcome everybody to another week of episodes here at the Luxops Here podcast. I'm your host Scott Bowser. We are brought to you by MyBookie.ag. That's right, MyBookie.ag. Use promo code LSH and our link over on our Twitter page, so you can get a fifty percent bonus on your deposit up to one thousand dollars. That's MyBookie.ag promo code LSH. And this week we have, or this episode we have a very fun one with my buddy Justin Decker. Um, He's one of my oldest friends in comedy, and you know we go to a lot of football games and ball games and stuff together over the years, and we've done a lot of stupid shit, and I think that'll come across pretty well in this episode. So please make sure you subscribe, give us a five-star rating, and leave a little review. That helps us keep growing, and I appreciate all of you. And now here is Justin Decker. Yes, I'm here with my buddy. Uh, man, I'm so glad to have him on the show because... As you all know, last episode, me and Scott Lurz were talking about cockfighting, and this next co- guest is the <laughs> only friend of mine who has gone overseas and gone to a legal cockfight. Everybody, Justin Decker. Yeah, thank you. I don't know if it was legal, but it was a cockfight. <laughs> <laughs> it was in the middle of nowhere, and there, I think the police were in on it. So, For the, hey. sa- for the sake of the show, I'm just going to say, dude, that was definitely a... The co- if the cops are in on it, then it's legal, right? Like... Yeah, that's my understanding I mean, of legality. And I went back. It's a funny story because I went by and it looked like a little bull ring. And I was like, why, why is that bull ring so tiny? Uh, and I was like, maybe we should come back and check it out later. Hey, man, this matador, better, yeah, this matador better be good in this little thing. <laughs> I was like, I don't know what this is about. Yeah, it was a cockfight ring. It's amazing. It's just like a little thing with like a few seats there was a standing room oh man that's great like on the like like on the ends like you know like an end zone where you get kind of the the the, the student section where you yeah, kind of stand yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah and then the good seats are on the side where you get to watch everything from the elevated now uh dude is there a bunch of dudes standing around with like ca- like hand handfuls of cash just like ah, 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 going going crazy about it I don't know if I want to even say that. I think it was just so intense with pe- people were legitimately just degens. Oh, you know man. what I mean? There was a lot of booze. Oh, of course. Not you, necessarily as much yelling. There what was kind violence. of maniac goes to a cockfight sober? <laughs> <laughs> just a hardcore gambler. I don't know, man. But uh, yeah, uh, I only felt comfortable hanging around for a while. I got some 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 looks. From a, a, a lot of locals. Yeah, because they're like, he's yeah. not a local. He thought you were probably bringing in some ringer from fucking Florida. Yeah, yeah. This is in Costa Rica. Oh, yeah. And, okay. uh, I've been to Costa Rica yeah. before. Oh, it's yeah, it's great. Amazing. It's really nice. Huge storm hit while I was there, though. So, but I, I saw like I saw it pretty cool right before the storm hit. So. I met like 10 dudes from San Diego. It's like another San Diego. <laughs> There's a bunch of like, like Tex-Mex like, or, or like Baja California, Rubio's type, types places. All right. It's amazing. It's just because surfers go there from San Diego. I, I literally, I'm not even kidding. I met five guys from San Diego. It's bizarre. Yeah, that's it's fun. a great place though. Dude, um, so... Uh, we got we got a lot to cover though, so I'm glad we got to get the cockfighting out of the way early on because that's not something I like to leave to linger around the rest of the episode. Because I'm dead serious about cockfighting. Is that your dog going? Oh yeah, my girlfriend's home. Yeah, and my dog. I have a husky, so she she uh, howls. 
Oh. And that's just my life now, dude. I just take my dog to the doctor. It's All right. I, you I work from home now? And, oh, yeah. It's great. It's permanent. So I, I was like, I can get a dog now. This dog <laughs> is perfect, dude. You got to meet this dog. I got to bring her to a tailgate one of these days or something. But yeah. No. Yeah. She just howls. She's like a wolf. Dude, uh, I, as you know, I bought a car a couple of weeks ago, right? Oh hell yeah! I and I finally that. got saw my last week the picture. Yeah, my, I finally got my DMV. It was like three weeks ago almost now, and I finally got my DMV form that I needed to register my car. And I guess they're not giving registration tickets out here right now, because like COVID and stuff. Mm. That's just one thing. They're just like we're just not going to even pull anybody over for that anymore. Oh, and so nice. and and I I realized that's definitely the case because I saw as I was getting coming home from work today one of my neighbors had a temporary dmv plate that expired on january 1st 2020 so yeah they're clearly not giving those kind of tickets right now but so i I finally got this dmv paperwork dude and i guess they sent it to me last week because last week i came home from work and looked at the mail there was an envelope from the dealership and i was expecting it to be this and it was completely empty Mm. they just sent me an empty envelope jesus and I'm wondering what happened. And this is clearly a copy of the, the DMV form. So I'm, I'm wondering what happened to the original. Like, it probably got shipped to someone else or some shit. I don't know what's going on. But I got the necessary info I need to register my car before the cutoff on March 14th, which also happens to be on my birthday. But uh, oh, I, it, looks like, it looks like it doesn't even matter if I do that. I, I feel like I can not register it for the next year and I'll be good. But I, I'm not going to take that risk. You know, I can afford it. Eh, you live in a gambling state. I'll tell you what, you can't, here in LA, they're giving out uh, parking tickets and uh, illegal parking tickets. They gave up on it for like three months and then they were like, nope, we're going to. No, we're going to. That's a cash cow care. for us. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah, it is. That is such scummy shit. Because, like, when I lived in Echo Park, man, parking tickets, like, I got a couple, but I, I got really good at timing wh- what night I parked on, what part of the street, where, like, it was a whole, like, you had to know the neighborhood to even park in it. And oh, it, yeah. When I lived in Koreatown, though, you'd always spend one night where you get unexpected, you know, just wasted. Then the next morning, you're like, oh, yeah. Whoops. Oops. $80. And, and they never miss. It's every time. It's just like clockwork. Because one t- a lot one of time I got in LA it. don't understand. That's how they make money in L.A. Because they when they shut down just neighborhoods for months to shoot a movie. Yep. And that's how they make the revenue back is just street sweeping on streets that they don't even come. The street yeah. is still has garbage. Yeah, Have just... you ever seen? I lived on a street where I got four parking tickets and there was garbage. Not one street street sweeper showed up in like four years. Dude, like street sweeping at my neighborhood in uh, Hollywood that I lived in right off the one when I lived right throughout the 101 free. I mean, dude, like that was just constant. That was just one big garbage bin of a street. And there's no way like I. They had street sweeping signs. They gave up parking tickets for it, but I don't think I ever saw anything resembling that shit. And there's never been any kind of like uh, comeuppance by anybody because uh. you just sound like a bitch when you complain about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you don't want to be one of those bitches complaining about parking tickets. Which I'm doing. Like, there's hey. never going to be a movie, like an investigative journalist. Uh, Honestly. about these. Honestly, I think that's a good, a great yeah. idea for a movie because I think it'd be very relatable. <laughs> is someone going around and murdering meter maids? 
because everybody's like falling wanted, down. Yeah, like falling, falling down, down. Yeah, yeah, like my, falling down a sequel. <laughs> just but he murders around taking up murdering meter maids and paying people's uh, and meters. and uh, traffic cops, like the dudes <laughs> that, with the white gloves in the middle of the intersection. Yeah. Yeah, because those guys are worthless cunts too. I remember Jen got a fucking ticket down in Koreatown, down like Wilshire and Western or whatever, for uh, like where it's like that there was still like you know how they have the countdown for crossing the crosswalk. Yeah, like the countdown was still counting down, and they gave her a ticket for just for for it, and then it got thrown out when she took it to court with them because they were like, oh yeah, we just give these out, figuring most people won't fight it. Like that's like that's the the logic of it, yeah. But I mean that's a bullshit ticket. I don't know. Speaking of uh, bullshit infractions, our buddy Chris D'Elia is back in the news, Decker. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. That See, was a weird. Uh, when Chris D'Elia goes on the news, it's hard for me to uh, figure apology. out figure out what's going on because he's blocked me. <laughs> so, and I just want to say this about him: uh, he blocked me. Kurt Schilling blocked me, and I don't know of anybody else who's actually blocked me, uh, but Kurt Schilling and and Chris D'Elia definitely have. So oh, I'm yeah, a- Kurt Schilling blocked me, and he made fun of my baseball form, <laughs> but I, I post, my avatar is Garth Brooks when he played minor league baseball for the Padres, <laughs> and, he made, and, and he thought it was me, he didn't know it was Garth Brooks, and he made fun of my uh, in, infield stance, Garth oh, Brooks. Garth, you made fun of uh, right, right before he blocked me, just so you can't yeah. get one back on him. No, can't get one back. He blocked That's me for pointing out that he defrauded the state of Rhode Island out of seventy-five million dollars for making a his version of World of Warcraft. And honestly, oh, yeah, his video, yeah, dude, video like company. his his video game company was the dumbest shit ever because he's like, I'm a gamer, I like playing World of Warcraft. I'll make a game like World of Warcraft, like in. Like, and he, I mean, I guess he went out of his way to hire all these people that were good, but the company was originally based in the Boston area. And then he was going like, to relocate it to Providence, which is like 45 minutes away. And instead of just yeah. having people commute, oh, no, no. He paid off all their houses in Boston, like, spent most of the money just doing shady real estate deals, relocating his employees from Boston to Providence. man. I think something like that happened to Mark Brunel, too. He was trying to hook up his friends and they kind of, kind of ripped them off or like, no, but Kurt Schilling just ran this fucking place. And, like, I don't know how he sold Rhode Island. Like, Rhode Island was, like, our state economy struggling. We're going to give this former Red Sox legend, because he's a local hero for that. We'll give him a fucking uh, whatever he wants to move his company here so that we'll have, like, 40 jobs or whatever. Like, he was going to provide with his fucking company. Let's give I him, bet the bloody sock was face fake, dude. I oh, bet for a sure. QAnon theory person with the i wouldn't put it away from if he's gonna spout conspiracy theory theories we got to put it back on him i yeah. think the bloody sock fake fake you know i mean? also think that uh he colluded with mitch williams <laughs> to throw the 1993 world series to joe carter oh, and the yeah. toronto blue jays yeah one of the best calls ever 93 home run down the left field line and it sucked because that was classic. like we didn't get to see baseball for two more years because of the strike we didn't get to see it in their World Series. Dude, we, I don't even know. We've probably talked about this on a podcast, but that was the time when I was a kid, I cried. Yeah, that was a brutal because time. Because Tony Gwynn was hitting 398. <laughs> Dude. <laughs> and fucking Matt Williams had like 48 home runs or whatever. He was going to make a real yeah, run. At, uh, there's a good chance crazy. he would have broke that before McGuire did. 
Yeah. Yeah, he. I think he had 100 RBIs. He had a crazy... That's basically when I started realizing, oh, yeah, steroids are just definitely a part of baseball. Like, around 94, 95. Especially... 90, I was later. I was later. 96. That, I, yeah. 96, I was certain on it because Brady Anderson hit, like, 53 home runs for the Baltimore, and it was like... Dude, his career high before that was like twenty nine. He's yeah. one of these like he's a pretty Brady boy. Anderson pretty boy yeah. leadoff hitters don't hit fifty bombs, bro. Yeah, or one of the one of the years Brett Boone came back when he was traded from the Padres, and no one recognized him. They were like, "Who are you?" He just no one has put on that much muscle in an offseason. Brett yeah. Boone's hit like forty something home runs, and like the biggest Reuters are like the fucking like, the relief pitchers that can barely like stay on a roster, like that are kind of like bouncing back between Triple A yeah. and majors. Because if you're gonna juice up and go from throwing ninety three to ninety seven, and now you're sticking in because you throw harder, yeah, you're gonna. Are you thinking do of it. Eric Gagne? Is that that's oh Eric Gagne for sure? Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, because he was barely hanging on. But he part of the. I mean, he converted he a as a starter too. Yeah. yeah, he started off as a starter. Yeah, he did have a nasty changeup. He did. Yeah, I mean, but he—you could tell his behavior. He would—you could. He threw ninety-one as a starter and ninety-nine as a closer. I mean, yeah, yeah. like when you can give it your all for shorter periods, you're gonna get a little more increase, but not like that, dude. Like, yeah. No, dude. Uh, man, like I'm looking forward to some of these baseball win totals this year. Uh. Because yeah. I think I don't know. I don't. Do you think COVID's going to play a big factor in in these win totals? For those not familiar with baseball win totals, I don't think so. This is a ga- format of gambling that I. This is my preferred format way of gambling on baseball because baseball 162 game season. I can't pick daily winners in that shit, dude. It's fucking. I, There's too much variables in baseball. Yeah. 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 But I can look at a team and be like, okay, I think this team is going to win over or under. Like for the pod, your Padres, for example, I think mm-hmm. they're good for over ninety three and a half wins. I think their pitching alone's good enough for like eighty nine so. wins, and, and that lineup's going to be yeah. is, was young last year. They're going to be a year older and better. I could see Tatis having like a breakout MVP type season for them already at age twenty one or twenty two or whatever. Like, yeah, you're talking about depth. I don't need. I don't know if this they can necessarily take over the Dodgers, but they got two other teams in the division that have basically given up. Once, yeah, once the, the Rockies they made the for signings, sure. and the pitching depth is where the sticking point. Where I told you earlier was that the Padres can lose two starting pitchers and still make the over. Yeah, I could. I because think they could lose I, I think three. They could bring up Gore. They have a, a number six starter named Gore who's only 20-something years old. Hasn't even pitched a game. And more, John. He's like, like the number one uh, left-handed prospect. If they want uh, to. In all of baseball. If they really want to, they could take some of the arms they have in the minors and bring them up for and fortify their bullpen down the stretch. Yeah, I, I think Snell and Darvish can miss a half a season, and they'll, they'll still. And the pitching still. They can still agree. do that total. They no, because I like Lucchese. I like, uh, um, what's the other kid? No, uh, they traded him. Did they? But they okay. don't even need him. No, they traded no. him to the, uh, I forgot where he went. Maybe the Mets. All right, that makes sense. But some, they got. Of course, um, some Dago named Lucchese went to New York. <laughs> <laughs> go hey, go play in Queens. The, the Padres GM, <laughs> you, sh- you should see these deals. He gets the players where they're supposed to be. But yeah. their number five I like weather. Don't they have uh, Brian Weathers? Musgrove. Yeah, Musgrove. Weathers, uh, his his 
dad was a former reliever who was a former closer for the Reds. Yeah, David Weathers. Uh, they have pedigree. They I, have a, a deep bullpen. Their fifth starter is Joe Musgrove, who would be like a number three starter. I like Lamette too. They're deep. And Lamette yeah, is he's a nasty. legit ace. Yeah. And he's their number three starter. Yeah. Paddock had one of the best whips ever for a rookie pitcher ever. It was under one as a rookie pitcher this whole year. And he regressed a little bit last year. But I, I would expect him to be in the in the low four in ERA. He's yeah, a number so four starter. I agree. He I don't know. Be the, an ace. I agree. I don't know if the Padres are going to overtake the Dodgers for the division crown. Yeah, maybe not. It's, I think but, over, but the two best teams in the league are in the same division. I, yeah, I think over ninety three and a half wins for them is definitely reasonable because you know what the last I saw, the total win total for the Dodgers is one hundred three and a half. It's ridiculous. Yeah, they're they're so good. They're so good. And, and the, the Padres are probably going to end up in a one game playoff with the with like the Mets or the Braves. I could see the Phillies horrifying. making a run this year in that division. Yeah, I mean it's going to be horrifying because it basically could come down to like Snell or Syndergaard or whatever. The East might be the most inter- National League East might be the most interesting division because the Mets have made some upgrades. I think the Phillies with the you know now that Bryce Harper's been here another like a full year and like it's that honeymoon's kind of over but I think and the Nationals won it I think they have ago. some some good pieces there yeah the Nationals like dude they have some young studs with like Soto Robles stuff the Braves and I think even the Marlins are going to be better this year you know they they surprised a lot be, of people last they're year they're going to be beating each other up man yeah. I could see that division winner seriously coming out with like 85, 86 wins because they're all beat. But I think the, the the division loser has like 84, 85 losses kind of thing. Like I could yeah. see them all being tight right there. The, the National League is way better than the American League. And, and you're going to see uh, th- that wild card for the National League. That's going to, I mean. Yeah, so I could. That, it could be a World Series winner. I mean, you, want, well, you might want to play some. You might want to put some money on a world series winner in the NL, like a low tier, like here's the, the thing is the Padres. like you look at the, the NL East, I think they're going to kind of beat up on each other. I think in the central, the Brewers, I think the Reds might be in there, that mix in there too, but I, think, I don't think they will. I think Brewers St. Louis, I think that's really it. The, the Reds could possibly surprise a couple people here and there and even st louis is not that good their pitching staff i don't know dude they got arenado st louis is good every year and then they add an arenado every year you're right there's there's always that argument they're (laughs) always good every year like they do they never suck like then who else is in the division what is it the well the cubs are kind of yeah the cut i don't know about the cubs seem like they're rebuilding but i i mean i don't know i think the cubs are just punting yeah You got the Cubs, the Reds, the Cardinals, the Brewers. What's the fifth team in that division that I'm not thinking of right now? Um, uh, the Pirates are going to be like Pirates. Yeah, they're going to be awful. They're going to be one of the worst. They're going to have one of the worst records of yeah. all time. Dude, the Pirates have a prospect <laughs> like that named O'Neill Cruz, and this kid's like he's a shortstop. And I, I'm figuring oh, yeah. he's going to move to the outfield or something, but he's a six foot six, 175 pound shortstop, dude. What pound a six foot six, hundred and seventy five pound shortstop. So oh picture... yeah, they list him at six six foot seven. Dude, yeah, yeah, I know. He's <laughs> yeah, it says, yeah, it says uh, shortstop. He's like twenty two from the Dominican Republic. I mean, you're figuring he's gonna put on some weight, but yeah. like, dude, like you gotta move him to like third, 
I, I don't even six six is a little tall for a third baseman even because you got to get down the line there. I don't know. There's you can't let shortstop. It's too much. You got to get low to get those grounds. Yeah, and return those double plays and shit. Like I just give up on shortstop, man. First base, man. <laughs> first base is good for a tall guy. You know. Yeah, he has thirty two home runs in four minor league seasons, but that started when he was seventeen. Yeah, no, this, I think this kid can play, man. Like, yeah. Decent numbers lately. Oh. He needs to take some more walks. He's one of those old he could be one of those old school Dominican players. He needs to get those walks up. Or the the old, what is it? You don't walk off the island. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Exactly. That's like you swing at everything because it's like drawing walks. It doesn't impress the scouts. And I mean it makes yeah. sense because Well, yeah, do that when you're 17. When you start getting your twenties, yeah, try yeah, to learn to walks. yeah, like Dude, do swing at everything until you sign a pro contract, and then once you get yeah, the minors, he, he needs to get some more walks here. Yeah, definitely. I mean, that's how it goes. I need to have you on to do a fantasy baseball preview edition coming closer to baseball season. We'll do that for the Patreon. Okay, yeah, definitely, man. But uh, for sure, <laughs> no, dude. I was thinking about this. Uh, you're one of the. You're. The, I think you're the first guest I've had that's actually been to my pad. Oh, You're in yeah. Vegas. <laughs> You're in a fucking great spot. Yeah, dude. Right across from tennis courts. Yeah, you play. It's a good neighborhood. There's a neighborhood bar that we went to. Yeah, that's a, uh, that's a good where spot. Where you can gamble, right? I'm thinking of the place. Yeah. yeah dude, every neighborhood bar you can gamble in here. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. Dude. Uh, I'll tell you what, dude. I have been getting into scratchers. My girlfriend getting me into scratchers. Never was into them. But there's something. Oh. There's just. Something about the lockdown where you want the little extra something. A little extra Just scratching action. them off. The little sound. The sound. You, you wipe off the you wipe off the silver. I used to call you them. See the uh, numbers coming? Oh, I, I, I'm into scratchers now. I'm when scratcher. I worked at 7-Eleven, I saw some serious degenerate <laughs> shit with the scratcher people. The real degens, I called them scratch holes. Because you would get one some that were so degenerate, they wouldn't even scratch them off. They just take them over to the machine, scan the barcodes, and see if it's a winner or loser right away. They're not even playing around. Yeah, that's not fun. But the funny ones to me are, are the most annoying ones, or the ones that ask the the, the clerk there, "Hey, uh, what are the last four numbers on the the one behind? You know that that ticket right there?" And I'll be like, "Are what you serious?" Because they think like they have lucky combinations of serial numbers that are going to win for them. So they ask me the serial numbers on the tickets. And I've been, uh, I usually I'll be like, all right, I'll, I'll tell you two. Do you want me to keep reading them off to you for the next 10 minutes? You can go fuck yourself. <laughs> I, don't, I don't give a shit about that. My favorite lotto game is the Daily Three, which is basically the old no- mafia numbers racket. You pick three numbers. You can play it straight where you pick them three in order, or you can box it. That's what I would usually do where it's any combination of the three. And, dude, I, I think I pulled, like, I pulled a, like, a $100 winner. I pulled, like, an $80 winner. I pulled a $70 winner. I was consistently pulling on those for a while, dude. It was a nice yeah, little. Yeah, I mean, but that's, I mean, that's why gambling on sports is better because you get, a, get to watch a three-hour game. But yes. during, quarantine, during quarantine when things are boring, hey, I've been getting into stra- scratchers. That, uh, you know, see, that is the key of sports gambling, though, is that you can put a few bucks down. In a especially like an NFL game, some of them will go almost like four hours, dude. It's like, yeah, I'm just gonna fucking loke the fuck out for the next few hours watching this bet play out. Like, oh, yeah. you do yeah. that, you know, twenty five bucks on a game—that's a lot of fun. 
twenty five bucks on a blackjack table is like one hand. <laughs> like, yeah. And you're gone. You're done. Yeah, man. But I haven't I'm, been to a UCLA game in a while. But I haven't been I, to Vegas. I wanted to okay, so like you've been you've seen how my condo complex is laid out. I'm off like the fire road and I'm like kind of tucked away back behind and stuff. Well, I have like feuding yeah. neighbors now because there's like the old like gypsy lady next door. And she's calling the cops on like there's like a the out of control party animal people that were across the way. Mm-hmm. They uh, either like friends and family. They also have the a part the condo right below it too. So they now mm-hmm. have the the two story uh, with the outdoor staircase back and forth up in. I think they're smoking meth over there. That's what I'm pretty sure. But then I got the dude down at the end, and he's like he totally reminds me of Borat's neighbor Nursula Taliakbai. And, and like he just sits there and smokes cigs and like looks like a dick all, all all the time and like when I got my car I was like I get new car he cannot afford a new car great success <laughs> <laughs> but dude like nice. like that guy that guy finally acknowledged me the other day and like like gave me like a what's up and I was like oh man I'm winning this guy over but the other ones like the meth addicts and the gypsies they're now fighting dude <laughs> like there's a big beef because. The gypsy lady called the HOA on the other one saying, like, they're doing drugs in front of babies over there. And then Jan heard the 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 Beth family or whatever talking on the phone to, like, one of their friends being like, the old bitch across the way is at it again with the HOA and all this stuff. So that's good. Did they make you take down your bird feeder? Yeah, they made me take down my hummingbird feeder, which is fucking garbage. Jesus, dude. like, there's bigger problems in that, in that complex, it seems. Yeah, you know, like... So I'm waiting because I, I have like because it's the lady next door to me and the people across from me in beef. So I have the perfect vantage point to watch the entire thing go down, which is great. You know, like and like especially the way my balcony is set up where there's a tree. I, it's the only one that has a tree in front of it. So I can kind of hide back there and, and just kind of yeah. chill out. And uh, it's a nice spot. man. Yeah, it's it's pretty cool. Like, you know, I can never afford something like that in L.A. because it would be like. Seventeen thousand dollars a month or some shit, but here it's like less than a thousand. So, <laughs> oh man, yeah, it's. I mean, it's a great spot. <laughs> hey man, I work from home. I can live wherever I want now. Oh man, I can basically live wherever I want except for like four states due to taxes because we're a permanent work at home. I could literally move to Oregon. That's pretty cool. What are the ones you can't move to? Um, I I'll have to get the list. There's like some states like Illinois, probably New York. What about Delaware? Some, <laughs> I don't think Delaware. <laughs> what the fuck is in Delaware? Uh, it's like the cor- one dude, thing in Delaware. Delaware is like is the fucking good? corporate capital of America. Oh, I know that. Every yeah. there's so many like LLCs and corporations because it's there. this tiny ass state, and they just made they basically made it to where it's like, all right, we're gonna let the corporations completely write our state laws, so they'll all want to move and put, build like have their headquarters here, so we can tax them and stuff. Yeah, it's it's like an island in the middle of this like. It's basically the Cayman Islands, the Cayman Islands of the East Coast, dude. Yeah, it's weird. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's, it's the Cayman. Uh, yeah, but they have a statehood, and DC doesn't. I don't know what is, what does that say about America, huh? Uh, it should be, man. They have over seven hundred. They have more people than uh, Wyoming. Yeah, why, why not? And have you ever actually met someone from Wyoming? I doubt it. Uh, Actually, I think that's Chris... a great question. No, but I have met five people from DC. All right, see, yeah, I, I, I think also I'm gonna say I think Chris Fairbanks is from there, but actually I think he's from Montana. 
Oh, he's from, yeah, he's from Montana. Wyoming is, I think Wyoming is I think Susan Burke one of the from least Wyoming, actually. populated states. Like, one of the, like, the second least populated state, at least. Isn't that where uh, the Robert like Redford... 700,000 people. Isn't that where the Robert Redford classic movie, uh, A River Runs Through It, took place in Wyoming? Was I don't it... know. Was that with Meryl Streep? Or uh, Brad Pitt? That was with Brad Pitt, yeah, where he's the fucking the I drunk brother. I, I saw that. Yeah. I don't know. He, he plays Wyoming the- is beautiful. Any Wyoming listeners out there? Yellowstone, uh, the Bitterroot. Yeah, it, it, yeah, whatever. you're listening to Wyoming. Gorgeous. I'm just saying, two senators, seven hundred thousand people. It's weird. Yeah, that's weird. Like it's like yeah, it's uh, well, what is it like? Forty-two senators represent like twenty-one percent of the population. It's just madness. When you take like Wyoming, yeah. Montana, like the Dakotas, Idaho, yeah. when you, and like and a bunch of those kind of states, it's like yeah. L.A. where I live, L.A. County is basically the population of if you took the smallest states of like eighteen states, and we have one two senators, we should have like you know we we could yeah. have like 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 forty senators. They just need to get rid of the Senate because it's like I heard someone say the Senate is supposed to represent the state and the House of Representatives is supposed to represent the people. I'm like, why do we have a whole body to not represent the people's interests? That's kind of seems kind of like sh- dog shit, if you ask me. Uh, you know, the Constitution's great, but it was written, you have to understand, it was written fucking 240 years ago. Yeah. 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 Well, yeah. you know. You know, I I think dudes back then really had it together. Like, especially the dudes. They going, were smart. They 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 said you can make amendments. I would, you know, what? if we want. I would have been like, I would have been. But we can't because there's so many goddamn senators. No, I'll tell you right now. So how I do we been, amend it when there's too many senators? I would have been a cool guy that wore knickers and a triangle hat. <laughs> You're busting the tricorn hat. I'm definitely busting that triangle hat. All right. dude. I'll be a bicorn guy. All right, but what what's up with those dudes with the powdered wigs? Fucking acting all like fruity Frenchmen. What's what was the powdered wigs? Yeah, the powdered wigs. And like, like and they got and like years. and they powder their face for like twenty years. Yeah, powder their faces and and wear fucking like the little mole of beauty marks and stuff. And I think it was after we beat the British. We're like, we don't need that. We don't need to do that gay shit anymore. Stop, cut that <laughs> yeah, off. Yeah. I don't. Yeah, fucking. I think fucking Andrew Jackson was the one who did. He's like, fuck you, pussies. I don't know. I feel like like I, I feel like some of the early. Like, Andrew Jackson was, it was you know, James Monroe. I think I feel like the Adams, uh, the Adams family. I, I feel like they wouldn't have done it. It could be Monroe. I think Madison was Jefferson definitely was, a fucking Jefferson, fruitcake. Jefferson. <laughs> Madison was the first fucking president to put a glory hole in the White House. And that's why it burnt down when he was there because God fucking just spited him for being a glory holding sinner. <laughs> Yeah, let's go with that. Dolly Madison. Yeah, Dolly Madison. Dolly Madison burned the White House down herself because she was ashamed. She blamed it on the British. uh, Did you know, like, regulation glory hole size is actually (laughs) supposed to be the size of Dolly Madison's mouth? Yeah, it was written. It was written. Fuck it. This is now This is now a glory hole history podcast. And you know what? Yeah, and, where, and you know where, what? Where, where As I say, it's a Glory Hole History podcast. It's a Glory Hole History broadcast brought to you by the good people at mybookie.ag. That's right. Mybookie.ag, where you can use promo code LSH 
to get 50% bonus on your deposit up to $1,000. Zecker, can you believe that? I'm literally giving people away free money. That's, a, that's, a, that's amazing. That's, that's a good deposit, 50%. And it's an easy website to use. Yeah. Very it's a clear. glory hole free website. I believe they do MLB season totals. They do MLB At season they totals. they did last year. Nope, they do. Uh, I was checking on there earlier. So, yep, they got that going. Dude, you can just play oh, some yeah. blackjack on there if you're a real if you're a real fucking degenerate, you know. Wow. Like, I I live in a Wait. place where there's legal blackjack, and I'm like, I don't even need to go there. I just go to mybookie.ag, use promo code LSH for fifty percent bonus on a deposit up to one thousand dollars. I play that blackjack like a fucking man. That's oh, what yeah. I do. Padres over ninety three wins. Padres over ninety three wins. Yeah, I I like that a lot. Like I, I'm gonna, and you know what? Uh, this weekend we got the dunk contest because we're uh, this will come out next week, but we're recording this before the dunk contest, and I can't bet the dunk contest here in Vegas. They won't let me. Man, we, we can. I can actually bet more than you can. can yeah, you could do DraftKings. You could do all that stuff. But see, I can buy booze at after two a.m. And you can uh, do little uh, video poker. Yeah, while I'm at the while bar. you're at a bar, while yeah. you're waiting for your drink, I can do that at a restaurant, dude. I can do that at CVS while I'm waiting for Just my prescription. If I don't win, if I don't win, then you're not getting a tip. I told you how when I first moved here, like first night, I walked down to my local Seven Eleven to get some beer because I was like, you know, let's see how long that walk is, and then yeah. some fucking like heifer of a woman took a fucking dirt nap off a fucking stool at the video poker machines at 7-Eleven and just knocked herself cold on the tile and they had to revive her and it was like a whole thing and she's like nah I still got like fucking 15 bucks in that machine I ain't going anywhere like (laughs) uh at the 7-Eleven yeah I can't I I mean I having worked at a 7-Eleven I can't imagine Fucking working at a Seven Eleven where you got to deal with degenerate fucking like video poker players too, especially now with COVID, dude. Where it's like you got to constantly be like, "Hey, dude, stop smoking cigs in this Seven Eleven. It's not a bar, and you got to put your mask on, you fucking animal." Just got to try to win my money back so I can get those little to-go bottles of rosé. It's like <laughs> in the upper corner of. The- Dude, I actually had to stop in the 7-Eleven yesterday, the one by my work, and, and they have a huge sign up front, like, we sell lick hard liquor. And it was like, but then they're, they're one of the ones that blast the fuck, because it's right by, like, the I work in, like, an industrial part of town where it's all, like, a lot of sh- riffraff floating around. And so they blast yeah. the classical music all day on the speakers. That's the hobo uh, riffraff prevention. Oh, dude, that's the big risk. I mean, you got to have, like, tough. Uh, guys behind the desk. If you're going to sell hard liquor at a 7-Eleven, you're going to get yeah. a, a total riffraff. Outside. I mean, you're just going to get some some of the... I mean, I wouldn't even sell like Thunderbird or Mad Dog 2020 or, <laughs> or like those types yeah. of alcoholic drinks, but uh, yeah, no, that's rough. But you, 7-Eleven, you can't sports gamble. You can back at mybookie.ag. Let's not forget that. <laughs> Promo code LSH, 50% off. Um, also, dude, you know what? Like, it was cool about my bookie and, like, my William Hill account here. Because, actually, I wanted to talk to you. March Madness is coming up. And I'm starting yeah. to put together a March Madness strategy. Now, we don't have the bracket yet. We don't know what teams are officially. And there's a few bubble teams. UCLA, I'm trying to figure out. They're playing right now. Same with the SDSU. SDSU could clinch. Mountain West. I think UCLA 
and SSU are I think, big threats. Yeah, I think the Pac-12 has uh, like three or f- at least four, I think, tournaments. It's teams. a little weak compared to historically I what think it is. UCLA, USC, Oregon, and Stanford are all in the tournament. Yeah, Stanford beat UCLA. UCLA is shooting well. They were not Stanford's shooting well. They good. had athletes who were not shooting well. Now they are. Stanford has a young NBA prospect, Zaire Williams, who I like a lot. I was, I've been high on him all year. I think he's going to be something. Okay. Uh, UCLA, as of right now, up by three against Oregon. Okay, we don't know the exact teams, and it's kind of hard to speculate because like, we're yeah. talking about a couple teams. They could end up being they, to the point where they're not. We, we could be able to be like, these could be Final Four teams, but they could and like be, Duke and Kentucky are. Yeah, but like they could, they could end up having to face each other in the Sweet Sixteen round. So we don't really know how to predict this yet. But we can come up with an overall strategy. So my thing is, is like, you know, we in the years past, you've done the, uh, the what you call it, first half unders. Where and for people not familiar with that, like yeah, the over under in a game where it's the total points by the team scored, they'll set it at a line. Do you think it's going to go over that or under that? Now you play those first half in the tournament. And you play the under, and the you, but the thing is, there's 32 games. You're supposed to play all of them on the under, because it's something like usually 63 percent of the time, it goes the under. And you're not trust me, you listening to this are not smart enough to pick which ones are going to be the ones that go under and not have to play them all. You need to play them all to take advantage of the percentage. <laughs> okay, that's how this works. Don't think even in this weird year. Yeah, even probably. in this weird, even even more in this weird year. Because there's not going to be yeah. as many fans. There's not going to be quite as much adrenaline, I think. Yeah. You know, uh, some of these things. My rationale for it is it's usually in bigger arenas when they get, you know, when they get to there. So a lot of these places, teams are coming shooting, from small uh, schools. Is, and yeah, hard to see, the yeah. shooting depth gets a little weird there. And then plus, like, they know it's do or die coming out the gate. So guys are just a little more hesitant. It's a little... You know, you're you're playing against it. You're for sure playing against a team that you probably haven't faced in the that first round. They're usually not pay, facing putting teams together that played each other during the regular season. So it's like you're, you're playing an unfamiliar opponent. I I think the first half unders is a strong play this year. Yeah, I think it is too. And uh, it's been kind of hit and miss since the 30 second shot clock. But you know, we were on that that train. I think Kramer Ryan. Kramer yeah, Ryan Kramer. Of- yeah. Um, from episode uh, 25 of, of this pod. show. Yeah. Friend of oh, the, the previous episode. That's right. No, it was uh, two episodes. It was like Lures will be in between you guys. So so he was, he originally, I, the, I first heard it from him. And then it went to a 30 second shot clock and it was hit and miss for a while, but it still is mostly uh, on the under. Yeah. And we've done that at works, but I love this tournament because it's going to be wide open without all these big schools. I mean, we're, I usually always bet against Gonzaga. Yeah, I usually they always lose in the Sweet Sixteen. They went to the finals once in the in, in the last five years, but they always lose in the Sweet Sixteen. I think they are the clear favorite now. Well, it's, it's almost looking like, at the futures. I bought a future ticket on Kansas when they were at twenty five to one. It's gone up since then, so I actually bought it at the wrong time. I think you can get them at like thirty to one now, thirty five to one. Uh, I got UCLA at one fifty to one once again. Wrong time. I think they're up to like two hundred to one, two fifty to one, depending on where you look. Uh, I did get Florida State at twenty eight to one. I think that stayed around the same, but my thing is like get team like UCLA, Kansas. Those are blue bud programs that have like ridiculous recruiting talent, and you never know when they're going to make a run. And if you can get them at those kind of odds, great. Florida State now that's an interesting one. Kramer brought them up, but I've been following them for a while. 
they have a few NBA guys on that team, I feel. And maybe maybe not NBA superstars, but NBA role players. And a team of NBA role players can roll up in college situations. And they have like yeah. they have like three, four, five guys that are all like in that six six, a six nine range with like seven foot wingspans that played you know that are they super athletic. Get, they always get those kind of throwaway defensive players. They've always been a really good defensive team. Not the strongest shooting team, but they, they could be a, a, a team that comes on in the tournament. Yep. I, because I, they've always historically played good defense. Uh, I don't know about this year, probably. Uh, no, they're very good defensively. The upside is kind of that way. And I feel it's the same for going to the West Coast, the UCLA team. They're starting to shoot now. Um, whereas they, they lost earlier to San Diego State and, and teams like that. They had some injuries in the San Diego State. I, I really feel bad for you. I, I mean, I'm a diehard UCLA fan, as, oh, as a lot of people know, but they really bumped me out. They were sixth last year Chris, when, when COVID hit. Well, they were the sixth team in the, in, the, in the country. Well, what really bummed me out was uh, Chris Smith going out for the season in, in December because I felt like he, he was going to go pro last year and decided to return to school and then tore his ACL. And that's just such a bummer for a guy like – because this was going to have been his time to shine in a tournament. He, like, he's he's dope, man. He he could have played his way into a potential being a lottery pick had he had a good tournament, you know. And, like, now he, he's going to be lucky to be a second-round pick or something like that next year. And it's going to be weird, too, because I think the uh, NCAA is giving everybody an opportunity to come back. Yeah, I think right? so. Yeah, I think so. I'm not I, exactly I sure, are. but, yeah. And what, it's weird because a lot of high schools are doing that, too, which is odd. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, fucking, like, 21-year-old. Coming Kid, back to win state. There's going to be a bunch of Kentucky steroids. dude, some fucking like ninth year senior at some high school. Fucking yeah. like he's got That's like awesome. he's got That's a mortgage weird, and three kids dude. Yeah. fucking quarterbacking the team to the state championship for dude, there West are people Virginia. Who, dude, Scott, there are people who grow when they graduate high school. I grew two inches when I graduated high school. Fernando Tatis grew an inch. I swear to God. I gained a hundred pounds. <laughs> Well, I gained 20 pounds, but Bowser, Fernando Tatis grew an inch last year. Dude, that's crazy. And then crazy. he signed a $300 million contract. Well, that's like He's Kevin so Durant, young, dude. He grew an inch. Kevin Durant kept growing in his first few years in the NBA, like, but he was like, no, just keep yeah. listing me at six, nine or whatever. Cause, and he's like, I think yeah. he's like seven, one, but he's like Bill Walton or like Bill Walton was like seven foot, seven, one, but didn't yeah. want to be listed as a seven footer because of the stigma that comes with it. So always listed himself as a six eleven, which I think is oh, hilarious. Yeah. Like if I was seven feet, I'd let everybody know I was seven feet tall. Like that's... We got to take a deep dive on some of these Texas football programs, like high school programs. Who they're like, like a twenty year old seniors. Yeah, Check dude. just how many twenty year old seniors around their team, dude. Dude, and you know what? I have a because people already skip their freshman year in Texas because it's so competitive. And I think I people know people skip their ten their freshman year and stay in middle school an extra year. I know so a book to offer high school action, dude. dude I think you do too. That you know the same yeah, one. There's I do. gonna be twenty year olds in Texas, like three hundred and forty pounds. Offensive line. <laughs> well, we have that already, dude. It's Texas. Oh, well, yeah. I'm saying like like your your guard like your guards. Dude, it's gonna like <laughs> like no like like the 2023 high school national champions. It's just gonna look like the Keanu Reeves scene in the movie The Replacements. <laughs> oh god. Great, great film, by the way. 
Oh yeah, it's Gene Hackman's last film, though. I, I think it was when Gene Hackman's last film. After that, I think yeah, he retired after that. He retired. He is like, hey, he didn't, because you know a lot of guys don't want to get senile on publicly or make some bad movies. Yeah, yeah, you get know. talked into some bad. You movies get talked into some bad ones as you're older by your of. conservative ship or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> your handlers are like grandpa i want another fucking yacht go got, go make hoosiers too you fucking i'm gonna have a great grandchild yeah. yeah go make uh the the french uh the french connection three two. no they made a, there, is a, there is a french connection too we're so. on our way to the pyrenees or whatever yeah. it is. you better make motherfucking mississippi burning too or i'm gonna burn across in your front yard grandpa let's see who's serious now that would be hilarious if someone burned ac- randomly burned across and gene ha- if like we haven't heard from gene hackman in all these years and it's because like his grandson burned across in his front yard like- dude you know someone told me this and i haven't fact checked it but uh skylar stone once told me that Michael Madsen, you know, the actor from yeah. Tarantino. He's like in almost every Tarantino movie. Great actor. I love the guy. Oh, yeah. He was in some like gambling trouble where he lost a whole bunch of money to like Turkish uh, <laughs> fucking mafia or whatever. Yeah, Turkish and, wise and, guys. And they were like, in, instead of paying us back, come here and make 10 movies with us. So there's like ten random Turkish movies out there. With where Michael. Like Michael Madsen is the star. <laughs> Dude, that's some serious yeah. degenerate shit right there. Yeah. Like yeah. where you're like, oh, hey, how'd you pay off your fucking loan? Oh, you know, I made some Turkish fucking snuff. And I know like part of it is true, but I don't know about ten films. I, I mean, like, dude, you're making I don't ten want films to take a in deep Turkey. Dive into that. Okay, I tell you right now, you're making ten movies in Turkey. <laughs> at least one's a snuff film, one's a gay porno, yeah. and one's some kind of like surgical fucking like educational movie on how to remove a parasite. <laughs> <laughs> there's no way they have. Which, there's no way Michael a Turkish Madsen person. Is a good actor. There's I really no way. Like to see him. There's no way a bunch of Turkish people come up with ten original story ideas. I refuse to believe that. <laughs> now I'm going to get yeah, canceled yeah. by Turkey. <laughs> cancel culture yeah man you know i was thinking about actually cancel culture i i don't think it actually exists i don't think it's i think it's never existed yeah like people keep working i'm glad you brought that up here's the thing today people are going on about dr seuss is getting canceled i think the world's just changing like we don't read gulliver's travels anymore books get phased (laughs) out and other things get phased in that are more current like we watch Frozen yeah. instead of. When's the last time you saw a production of an Oscar Wilde play outside of some art house school or whatever? Yeah, it's like we don't we do Shakespeare adaptations, but we don't do actual Shakespeare movies literally since like 1970. Since like, like look at like it's it, things you, change. If you look at like New if York, change just relax. The New York theater scene of like where like you know theater fucking thrives. It's not Shakespeare killing it there. It's new cutting edge fucking plays and whatnot yeah. that are off Broadway or whatever. Some fucking I don't, I don't know. Yeah. I've only what been Robin to like one Hood, New York Do you remember play. the Robin Hood tale from the 1300s? Or you do remember Kevin Costner fucking carving a a fucking cross in his palm? Kevin like Costner Morgan Freeman bringing like, Morgan Freeman back from the Crusades. <laughs> yeah, dude. Of course. 
that's is that the Robin Hood you remember or the the story where he's yeah lost his <laughs> land and and he's trying to curry favor with Maid Marian and the princess. You gotta say add, adding adding. I, I am a Kevin Costner Robin Hood guy. It, it they're not canceling the previous one. They're making it better. Things change. Yeah, it's a cancel culture. But even like it doesn't the, exist. The only one you might have taken actually got canceled. Maybe Cosby, but it was just like. No, he went to prison for fucking a lot, a shitload of felony action. Like, yeah. like it's like when there's that much DNA evidence. It's hard to say. Oh yeah, he got, DNA canceled Bill Cosby. Like, yeah, he didn't get canceled. I OJ's mean, not even canceled. He got the fucking vaccine already for crying out loud. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no shit. <laughs> He's on the golf course yeah. tweeting videos. Over at the local wine bar by my pad, which I need to go check Dude, out. Michael Jackson isn't even canceled. His yeah. music is so good. People are just like, to this day, uh, you know what? Fuck it. HBO. You, you listen to a Michael Jackson song, you dance to him, and at the end of him, you go, ah, eh, fuck him. HBO did an song. in-depth documentary with his victims that are like, no, he definitely fucked me yeah. when I was a kid. And people the are like, creepiest documentary I've ever seen. Yeah. And people are still like, no, that's not true. I don't believe those kids. And then it's just like, yeah. <laughs> so don't tell me that anybody, yeah. I so I'm glad you I'm glad you're with me on that. Like, no one actually really gets yeah. like Louis C.K. has still headlined comedy festivals since him jerking off in front of people, and honestly, that's not even the worst. <laughs> Dude, I think there's two examples. I think also it depends on how talented you are. Yeah, there's two examples: Tim Allen and Bill Burr. Bill Burr is currently respected by every comedian. Yeah. He says something every couple of months. I'm hoping to get him on this show actually soon. Yeah. Oh, he's brilliant. He's fucking brilliant. He says something every few months that is controversial, but he's so fucking funny that he gets past it. Tim Allen is not funny anymore. Let's just face it. <laughs> Tim so Allen was never really that, that funny. Shit. But that's what I'm saying. Tim Allen is not funny enough to get away with his controversial shit. Yeah. He thinks he's being canceled. You're an old man complaining. Yeah, you're coming cr- across you're, that way, man. Dude, you're cr- you're an old man complaining. It's like, I'm sorry. He hasn't it's funny. Like, like he hasn't really He's done funny. anything you'll, since Wild you'll, Hogs. You'll lift yourself off of it. What yeah. was it? Wild Hogs is was he in Wild Hogs? I don't even know if he was in he Wild was in Hogs. Wild Hogs. Okay, so yeah. Wild Hogs is like He had his, another sitcom too. He had a sitcom with three girls that was like home improvement, but with three girls. Yeah, I watched some and of that. And it wasn't funny. It was an old man get off my lawn. Kind yeah, because uh, in, in, instead of having a public access uh, tool time show, he had a fucking uh, he ran like a, a like a fucking Bass Pro Shop type store. And yeah, so, I mean, it's you got to be fu- if, if you're funny, you'll get away with some things that you say by mistake. Yeah, like, I mean, you I, can name anybody. I, I do during stand up. I'm not even that funny, and I got away with a lot of shit. Dave dude. Chappelle has said controversial things. Yeah, like Chris Rock, He's so dude. fucking funny that you know he comes from a place that's honest. Like you look know, at look at Eddie Murphy. Look at Eddie Murphy. He spent the '80s oh, yeah. just ripping on gays. People try and bring that up now. Like, hey, he wasn't. Good. And then people will be like, yeah, whatever, dude. He got busted <laughs> with the trans woman. He's like a trans prostitute. He made up. He made up for it. He's he's cool now. <laughs> And, and also, he apologized for it. Yeah, you know, he said, like, I, I, you know, I, it was where I, he made those those specials when he was like twenty one. Yeah, you don't know much. He apologized, and it was a genuine apology. Yeah, I think the key is too: if you get caught saying something dumb, we'll all relate to you if you apologize. Yeah, yeah. don't make it a big deal. Apologize, Chris D'Elia apologized, but. 
he failed to mention the underage girls. That's kind of a big. It's kind of a. You're gonna want to men. You know, there, there's some more accusations about. It's funny because he there. he blocked me and like I didn't even know like I never had an inter- interaction with him on Twitter or anything. It's not like I fucking followed him or like I do not. He's a narcissist. He 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 searches his mentions. Yeah, and so I I just uh, replied uh, to a yeah. friend once saying like, "Oh, Dali is a hacker or something." It's not so much he's a narcissist. I think. He, that's how he would find girls like under like young girls the DM. Oh, you know what you're right i didn't mean he that. searches people right. girl like young <laughs> so he's searching for young girls yeah. looking for his name yeah. and he runs across someone like me going that guy's a glory hole hack he's like oh here's how to clear up my time bam man. yeah i'm gonna block <laughs> that guy we're speaking the truth every guy yeah what if he blocks every, every guy? guy that says his name <laughs> it's only women. <laughs> like only women he's like no no dudes no fat chicks he's just going through <laughs> he's yeah, such a douchebag and a uh, friend of the show sean green uh came across a friend of ours where uh our friend bill where crystal leah started dming fucking bill's wife on fucking facebook and was like and this was years ago this was a while ago where he was like hey leave your husband for me i'm cool i'm on that nbc show whitney <laughs> dude the funniest thing ever and i hope i'm <laughs> we're probably not saying too much because it's but um who gives a shit my audience is cool no this fuck, is just dude. a line that chris D'Elia <laughs> said it's not associated with anybody but he texted something that we saw to her that says i uh <laughs> gets me just to, to say this to a stranger you've met once uh i'll make love to you like no one has i make crazy eye contact like, what crazy eye contact he's bragging about the level of that. eye contact he makes i still laugh every time i i, I see it crazy eye and contact. it's funny to me where he's how like funny is no i don't what like underage <laughs> it's funny though he's like no i don't like underage girls but like you look at his stand-up it's all about women who can't handle any kind of alcohol at all it's like you know you know who can't handle alcohol (laughs) teenage girls (laughs) oh chris material hitting a little too close to home and the fact that he's played a pedophile on two different shows makes it even funnier it's like i'd be like me playing like a fucking guy getting kicked out of a fucking casino for drink for puking on a blackjack table it's like that's a little spot on you know Like, you know, I, I'd like to actually try to do this thing called acting. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking that piece of yeah. shit, dude. Uh, I think that's why I like doing this show, though, because like I, I, I especially that's why I'm glad to have you on too, because like neither of us really do stand up anymore. So it's just like I don't give a fuck about burning bridges with those people anymore. Like there's a point in my life where it's like, ah, oh, I'm not gonna say things about some of these guys. It's like, you know, I don't. Hey. Say say too much about Chris D'Elia it might hurt my chances of getting up at potluck at the comedy store. No, I don't think, dude. I I honestly don't think this is. Even if we were still in there, I don't think this is burning bridges anymore. No, what he said, no. this is like burning the last Confederate bridges on the way to Antietam. <laughs> like, those bridges are gone, man. The pontoon the pontoon boats are coming over. Dude, I kind of I want to burn a bridge like Saving Private Ryan style, where I just got the nine millimeter shooting at a German tank as I oh, pull yeah. the trigger down at the last second. Like, <laughs> oh, yeah. 
That's how you burn a bridge, okay. dude. Oh yeah, you burn a bridge, you really burn it. Yeah, dude. Like I'm gonna fucking <laughs> take it absolutely. They, they palm that Trust shit. me, when I decide to burn bridges, people find out about it. You know, <laughs> there's no like, oh, he he went humbly into the night on that one. Oh no, I am. I could be as petty and as juvenile as the next person. You know, that's that's part of the fun, dude. Um. Oh, yeah. Oh man, dude. So no, uh, I just kind of wanted to do a little recap on the March Madness strategy, though. So first half unders, I'm trying to figure yeah, out yeah. Uh, first, dude, because this year is my going to be my first match, man, March, March Madness, where I can really do the live betting properly. Uh, I, you know, I, I'm still behind on that. It's too new of a thing. I've never got into that. And I feel like there's some serious value there because it's like when some of these higher seeds, like that, you know, is going to end up winning it at the end of the game. But they go down in the first half to to somebody, and you're kind of like, "All right, I can get him now at minus one when they opened up at minus eighteen or whatever." Like, I don't know. I feel I, like I look to see if like the some of the the the, the um, smaller conference big men are getting bullied around. Well, like for me, with that's li- kind of what I look for. Here's if what they're li- getting bullied around. That's when I would live bet. Here's what you, you got to watch for live bets because it's all based on the original line, okay? And every like bucket or every score. Or like game that a play that affects in an outcome it changes the line, but they don't really take advantage, take into account like foul trouble and injuries. So if a guy fucking bruises his ankle, maybe he's back a few minutes later, but you can tell he's a little hobbled. That live line's not taking that into account. Yeah, or the early games where it's too close to follow, and they just they just set the over under on an algorithm. Yeah. Because you can't watch all of the 16 games, no, you know, no, or yeah. the, the, the 32 games in the, in the first round at the same time. So well, you, I'm you going to try. Pick, you kind of, well, no, yeah. You pick one you, you find that you, you zone in on. You okay. pick one that you like, watch it, so see my, if the big man's getting bullied, and kind of so go from my, there. My plan is I think I can get five games going at a time this March Madness in my living room. I have an extra TV I can set up, so I got two TV for the. I can watch three. Technically, I got a third TV in the bedroom, but I don't want to punish Jen with taking that away from her and do this. But then it's like I can do the two TVs plus my laptop plus my tablet plus my phone. Okay. Yeah, I can do three. I think <laughs> I can do three, which we're used to four or five because we always go out to Vegas yeah. for the first rounds for the last five years. Other than last year, that's what we did. Now, you know this year's first round is also from a Friday through Monday, the first and second round. It's not the Thursday mm-hmm. through Sunday. Friday oh, I, through didn't, Monday. I don't know. I did not know that. Yeah. It's going to be uh, – so the first round will be over Friday, Saturday. Second round will be Sunday, Monday. And I guess they finally – I'm glad they kind of finally figured that out where it's like, hmm. dude, a lot of people don't well, – they want to see the most available games. Give that first round instead of like – the first two days of the tournament when you have the most games, instead of making those on work days for people, put at least half of that on the weekend and carry over that Sunday action onto Monday. That's like, I don't know. Yeah. I think that's no, a little smarter. That is, that is true. But you know, like it, I think it'd be cool if this year they had fucking March madness, uh, like halftime cockfights. Like, and no, I'm I not talking know. roosters. I'm talking dudes <laughs> fucking go out there with their dicks. And fucking tie ra- razor blades to their dicks. Cocks. <laughs> <laughs> they tie razor blades to their dicks. They try and stab each other with them. 
Oh yeah, just fucking sword. Just see whichever sword fight, whoever yeah. takes over, whoever uh, you know. Yeah, I think there's a lot we can do with that, dude. <laughs> yeah, dude. Oh man. Uh, but no, like, yeah, it's crazy to think that like the last March Madness is when we went to Laughlin two years ago. Yeah, I was really bummed last year, man. The, the Aztecs were ranked sixth in the country. Yeah, dude. They they could have had a second seed. Yeah. They were one of the best teams. That, that, I think they could have made a run to the, They could have made a run to the Final Four easy. Dude, I'm telling you, being a San Diego sports fan, people always talk about Cleveland. No, they won a championship. The, San Diego was one of the toughest sports bases. Yeah. And they moved the Chargers to fucking L.A. as an ultimate piss in oh, the yeah. fucking face move. Like, at least move them across that was country. Yeah. <laughs> that that SDSU team. And I'm telling you, the SDSU team this year, they don't have the best shooters, but they can be in every game. And they can match up with anybody's big men. Well, see, hey, for those listening, so they're a team to look out. They for. are, they are a team. I agree, dude, that they are a team. To they're going to be ranked 15th in the country probably after tonight. Well, I think they did the smart thing, too, where they had that good team last year. They graduated a few seniors, but they knew they had enough guys coming back where they're like, they went after the top transfers. They, they got them. They're the best at that in the country. They go. Uh, they, they got, got after them. this like, guy from Maryland. They, yeah. they are the best lately at going after transfers. No, and it's smart, dude, because it's like, it's guys that already know how to play. It's like, you know, yeah, you, you might have. Them in Florida State are the best in the country. You might have early season hiccups where it's like, okay, they're they're working out the chemistry, but you're gonna be a good team by tournament time. Oh fuck yeah, Villanova just won covered. So I had a Wichita State Syracuse both today and I had them parlayed. The, that all hit. And then I took that profits and loaded it all up on Villanova in that one. So I'm I'm fantastic today. I like doubled my money on that I had in that account. Okay. Nice. Yeah. So. I'm gonna look up the SDSU game while we're going to the next topic. They're, right. only, they're, they're only in the first half well actually i do i think we're, we're about at the yeah, hour mark 13. now so i was yeah. figuring yeah we'll probably get going out here out soon you know uh uh i guess we could record a little bonus content for the patreon you want to do that dude yeah fuck yeah all right so that's want, it i don't want to get back yeah go that's ahead. it for uh the regular portion if you want to tune into the rest of me and justin's conversation here you're gonna have to go to patreon.com slash luckstopspa to become a subscriber to our exclusive bonus ad free content so go over there and check it out thank y'all and i'll see you later and that was Justin Decker, everybody. Thank you so much for joining us. I got a great episode coming up later in the week with my friend Simon King uh, from Canada. He's a really funny comic, and it's a humdinger of a good time. I think you guys are all going to enjoy it. Uh, please follow us on Twitter and Instagram, at Pod, And uh, make sure if you uh, like the bonus content, and I, there is going to be a bonus episode with Justin here uh, so make sure you go over to uh, where we, we kind of talk some serious shit about people. <laughs> and yeah, I'm glad that so when we do that kind of stuff, got to put it behind the paywall. So if you just subscribe, uh, you get to hear us talk all kinds of shit about people you may have heard of. So go over and check that out. Patreon.com slash Luck Pod. And I'll see you next episode with Simon King. Thank you, everybody. Bye bye.